This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Jordan Sweck is a multimedia artist and photographer. His work looks at the relationship between humans and the natural world and focuses on our landscapes and indigenous wildlife. In his words, his art aims to realign notions of nature and self. This weekend, his solo exhibition, It Is Within, opens at the Everard Reed Gallery and runs until the end of September. He joins me now to tell me more about his work. Um, Jordan, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Cherise. Thank you so much for having me. Very uh, grateful to be here. I'm delighted to have an artist in because I often wander through art galleries and look at the paintings mm-hmm. and wonder what was the thought process behind it and yeah. will we ever, ever know? So Probably not. <laughs> so let's start right at the beginning. Jordan, what made you become an artist? I think the first thing that set me off to it was uh, I was about, I'm not sure, but a young child in my grandmother's house looking at my grandfather's artworks and I was standing in front of a bust that he did of my father when my father was a similar age that I was at that point and I was standing in front of this this bust of my father as a child and touching it and feeling his face and I'm sort of the same size and proportions and it, it was just this moment where I realized how transcendent this thing is, this creative expression and how beautiful it was that something could be frozen in time like that and I mean it was such a meaningful experience and yeah, I was just so taken aback that I guess from then I was just in awe of, of creative expression and the potential you know, for, for meaning. So from what I'm understanding through having spoken to conductors and musicians is that two things. One is art is genetically, I mean, talent is genetically passed through people. And two, that it's such, it's so strong, your desire to do it, that you can't actually imagine doing anything else. Mm. Whatever right. It's difficult for me to understand that because I'm in the position, I do feel like this. So I don't know what it feels like to not feel like <laughs> this. For me, it feels like an innately human thing that to be this creative. I feel like if I was a caveman, I'd be the one painting on the wall. <laughs> so I don't know what it feels like to not want to only do art with all of your time. And I mean, I don't know. I can't relate to going to a nine-to-five job or wanting that kind of security because for me it's all or nothing i knew i was going to be an artist so it was either do it properly and you know be a businessman too or be a struggling artist so yeah i just chose to to really look at all of the artists who have done really well and see how they've done it and try and yeah emulate my own creative expression in, in similar sort of successful channels that they've gone through to get to where they are. Jordan, you you studied art. You always knew you were going to be an artist. You have this innate desire to make art. Mm. Uh, you studied further. Uh, what, I mean, it's not, as you said, it's not a nine-to-five job. How do mm-hmm. artists actually make money? Sure, we just work. I mean, someone asked me the other day what my hours are, and I just said uh, I work as hard as possible, and that's those are my hours if I... If I can't work anymore, then I'll sleep. And if I can work, then I'll work. So, yeah, it's not an easy battle. I mean, once you get the momentum rolling as an artist, then it gets easier. Once funds are coming in, then you can fund bigger projects. But to get the ball rolling off the bat is just, it's passion, commitment. Yeah, you just have to really keep your head down. And the main thing is conviction. Um, I've seen a lot of really, really good artists give up on their careers because... 
Yeah, and they, they want some form of security because they're, I don't know, I guess they're lacking some form of conviction in their own ideas. And I honestly believe that everyone, everyone has ideas that are valid in the biggest scope and there, there is space for everyone to make art and the demand is there for everyone's unique expressions. So yeah, it saddens me when I see good artists going into corporate jobs. I mean, artists that I studied with and graduated and some of the best works at my grad show, those artists went into very corporate jobs for the security of Everything that comes with it. Which is understandable. I mean, kind of in a way, I won't say the archetypal, but you know, the image of the artist, the struggling artist, you almost feel like people have to struggle to be an artist, would be Vincent van Gogh, mm. who never sold a thing in his entire, you know, just about. Yeah. Uh, so, but it doesn't have to be like that. There are artists who do really well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it comes from, I think, learning. You have to first learn. As an artist, you have to say, okay, I'm going to read all the books. I'm going to know everything that's happened before me from art history, from the beginning of humankind all the way up until now. And then I'm going to look at the contemporary conversation and see how it's evolved, what's happening, where there are spaces for me to fit in and be relevant. So that, cause that's what it is. Everyone's giving their two cents on, on a contemporary conversation and all, all the artists are literally having a dialogue with their work and, and your work in order for it to have value conceptually, it needs to fit in. And be relevant in some way. And the art world in South Africa today is really exciting. I think we're seeing a lot of aspiring young artists using their work to make political statements. Does art have to be political? No, not at all. I mean, my my art only tinges on the political sphere slightly because it's environmental and because environmental concerns do need a place in politics. So there is that slightly political aspect, but... No, I think political art is extremely important, vital to, you know, revolutions and cycles and the way things move forward. But most of the time, I think art is purely personal, very personal expressions, which are then externalized, manifested as this inner thing that gets externalized, and then other people see it, and they internalize it in a completely subjective way. And like you said, I mean, I don't think that anyone will ever really truly understand what what i feel when i'm putting it out i mean that's the idea of just being a misunderstood just i do feel misunderstood in a way as an artist and it's cliche but it does feel like no one will ever really know what i'm the exact feeling that i'm trying to portray but the point is that they they create their own interpretations does it matter yeah it doesn't matter do you want people to create their own interpretations that's the that's the whole point. So you want people yeah. to resonate whatever, because it doesn't matter what message you put out, it's how it resonates with somebody else and their interpretation no, of it. Exactly. It's like with a good writer. It's almost like when you're reading a good writer, it's like you're writing, you're creating along with the storyline. You're not being given everything. There's a lot for you to build on in your own mind. And it's the same with a good painting, I think, or a photograph. It opens up a space for the viewer to then play and be creative. I mean, my work's... They're rhythmic. You, you sort of, it's almost like a narrative, like a storyline jumping between brush marks. And I mean, it's the moving forward and the mid, mid distance and then moving back. Just opening up a space for people to be in a different state of mind, a different space to think differently, to feel differently. So that's why the white cube of the gallery helps where everything's white and then the paintings are just there. And installations are very effective. Um, just in, I mean, sometimes I like to have sound installations playing in the in the environment while people are looking at the works, just to take them 
out of the everyday ambience so that they can just maybe think a little bit differently. Yeah, but for me, the main thing is obviously to bring the environment into the forefront of people's minds so that it's something that they're thinking about. They're realizing, wow, I'm walking into a building and I'm feeling the good things that natural environments give me, the sublime, the large, and bringing that into their homes. I think just trying to strengthen that that bond and that relationship that people have with this, the natural world and natural heritage. Yeah, just to get people to focus on nature as something that's actually... It should be at the forefront of our minds, something very important that we need to think about politically. We're going to come back to the environment, but while you're on the topic of the environment in terms of galleries and cubes, the Everard Reed Gallery is absolutely amazing. It is a beautiful mm. little piece of real estate in the middle of Joburg, but the minute you enter those buildings, you almost feel like you're somewhere else. You've got the little gardens and the sculptures. And it almost feels like a holiday. I always come out of there feeling totally refreshed. Exactly, um, yeah, it's like a portal. Yes, it is. That's how a gallery should be because you, yeah, you don't want to feel like you're anywhere normal. I mean, that's the the beautiful thing about such a well curated gallery is that it is. It's so clean, so that when you create an environment like my solo show now, where all the works are creating a sort of coherent body. When you're inside, just because it's only white and then the thematic of the works, it, yeah, it creates a whole small world, a bubble to be in, which is just along your thematic, which is incredibly powerful compared to say having the works on like some walls that are different colors or maybe there's some distracting objects like flowers in the room or something like that. They do use very simple, Everard Reed uses simple sort of old furniture artifacts ethiopian old like dark wood just to offset you know the hygienic sort of cleanly nature of it and to give it the idea of how a work would look say with some furniture around it but it's very minimal and clean so when we go now to the everard reed gallery to see your solo exhibition what what can we expect are all the other works off and only your work showing and what are your works well, basically, it's a very big institution. It's a very big gallery, so they have several solo shows running simultaneously. Okay. On Saturday, my one is opening, and uh, Lady Lucinda Mudge, a Cape Town ceramicist, she's opening at the same time as me. Um, brilliant work and complimentary, the, obviously, ceramics and paintings, so it's, yeah, that'll be great. And there's also a, another show opening across the road at Circa at the same time. So, yeah, I'm doing a walkabout at 11 a.m., so I guess the yeah the people who are seeing all of the openings will come through and and hear the discussion. Are you doing a work walkabout again for those no. who can't make? So no, it's, just it's one, once off. Yeah, just because I'm I'm in Cape Town, so yeah I'm here at the beginning to, to just open it with a walkabout, and then it's open for three weeks. And um, in terms of what you're saying, do you, would you want people to phone you and say? Jordan, what actually did you have in mind with this painting? Or do you want people to come up with their own interpretations? Sure, yeah, ideally, straight off the bat, it would be great if people have no guidance. But then I do explicate my work in, uh, in depth, in texts, in my publications. There will be publications available and texts for people to read which go very deep conceptually and technically. So it's about, it's up to the viewer whether they're, how interested they are in learning more about the techniques or the concepts, and then there's plenty to read. And, yeah, I would be more than happy to have that conversation with anyone who's interested. Because I also recommend all of our listeners um, look at the promo 
for the exhibition, and it's called um, the. The, your exhibition is called the. It is within. It is within. That's right. Yeah. It is within, and you can just either Google Jordan Sweet. It is within, and you'll get the promo. And the promo has you creating that work, but you're also playing the music in the background. Mm. So you're obviously talented at every level, and you're creative at every level. I mean, how do you put it together? Sure, I don't know. I mean, I've been composing music since I was also very young, so uh, that's just one of my one of my pieces, one of my compositions, and. Yeah, being a photographer it's, and a videographer as part of my art canon, it's, I mean, it's very easy for me to create a, a promo video, create a soundtrack, being a musician. Yeah. That's e- it's easy. It's like it's no, no problem whatsoever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's just talk a little bit about multimedia and also about art and its evolution. Yeah. If we look at art, the idea of what art is has changed or not? Well, there are different ways of looking at it because on one level, yes, it's changed drastically. And on another level, it's exactly the same. It's it's that inherent desire to just reflect our own being just in an existential way to somehow make us just try and understand what is going on. Because if you if you're in the world... I mean, one of the major things that obviously separates us and allows us our ability to create is that we can think about ourselves thinking about ourselves. And for us to be able to look at something at, that we've created, is it, it's basically us looking at our, ourselves. It's a reflection. And that has stayed the same. And it's become... Now it's become almost like artists are reflecting the inner as a sort of... Um, like a zeitgeist, like a... Like if you look at art history... The major seminal works that came through, those are a sort of description of the time because that's a reflection that has come from someone who's deeply involved in the dialogue that's happening at that exact time. Yeah, so the the conceptual nature of the work is evolving at a rapid pace. I mean, but then there's still the same things. Like if you look at Jane Alexander, very famous South African sculptor, brilliant work, very revolutionary she w- works a lot with anthropomorphism, which is the mixture between animals and humans. And that's something which contemporary artists, it's huge. I mean, everyone is involved in it. And that, the earliest, earliest cave paintings were anthropomorphic. I mean, so not much has changed if you think about it like that. So uh, in terms of techn- technology, though, I think the it was a little while back that I was at the Everard Reed Gallery, but I crossed across the road where they have this beautiful art precinct. It's, I mean, it's an amazing art precinct now. And the art there was now technical, 4D, um, mm. computer-driven. Are you talking about Circa? Yes, I okay. think I am. <laughs> yeah, so Circa is a building that was created. It's right up my alley. It's basically to promote artworks that are maybe not as sellable or as easy to sell or as traditional, but the more experimental, more progressive sort of conceptual artworks. So their space is not a, as a traditional gallery. It's a, it's a sort of divine spiral shell shape, the actual mm. architecture. So you, I don't know if you've been, you walk through a spiral to get mm. to a central room, which is perfect for a singular sculpture or a, a immersive installation. So, yeah, it's really pushing the conceptual boundaries and the new media it's great. It's a space for artists to experiment and say, you know, maybe this work isn't 
like easy to sell. Maybe someone's not going to buy it, but perhaps it'll go in a museum or something like that. Does your work sell, yours specifically, and artists generally? Well, that's a difficult question to answer because a lot of artists don't sell. A lot of artists do sell. It basically comes down to, yeah, I mean, obviously art is very subjective. But there is a point, I mean, sure, you can give your work to a gallery. I mean, a gallery is experienced as Everard Reed and they will be able to value it which which is crazy because they they yeah there is there's a very fine line between being subjective and objective but as i said before the major thing is to study the major thing is to learn and to know everything that's happened before and everything that's happening now so that you're not naive because if you make something that has a maybe that idea has already been explored you know to its end by another artist then you really do you do, you, are, you look naive and, and you don't fit in and your work isn't valuable because it's not just the material value of a work. I mean, a work can be very expensive and the materials can be very cheap, but it's the idea. Yeah. These are deep concepts and I can't believe we have literally run out of time and I still have so many things <laughs> I'd like to ask you, but I do want to wish you luck for your opening of your Thank exhibition. You. I do want to congratulate you on having a solo exhibition at the Everard Reed. You are extremely young and obviously full of potential, so I wish you a very good career and thank you so thank much you. for coming in. It's a pleasure. If thank anybody so would much. like to see your work? Yeah, just my website, www.jordansweek.com. Thank you very much. Perfect.